0: Hey, Nate here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest into your leadership. This fortnightly Emerging Leaders podcast is an initiative of the Australian Christian Churches in WA. I'll be interviewing a wide range of people and hitting up topics that I found would have been helpful to know about in my younger leadership days. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Emerging Leaders Podcast. I'm really excited today. I have one of my ex-lecturers, maybe one day we'll be a lecturer again if I <laughs> go back to one of those units um, from Alpha Cruz's Bible College. Uh, his name is Nigel, I should say Dr. Nigel. Nigel um, will be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, is a really important topic over this episode and the next. We're going to be talking about stress and burnout self-care um, that whole spectrum and i particularly invited nigel to be here with me because um, this is an area of expertise this is an area of study that he's done um so nigel why don't you uh, come in on the conversation sure. um, your phd was on
1: the the role of emotional intelligence in preventing mm. burnout um really i did that because Not so much I'm interested in burnout itself, what I'm interested in is people being in ministry for the long haul. Right. Um, One of my observations, and many people's observations actually, is that a lot of people start in ministry, but they don't finish their life in ministry. Mm. Um, Depending on which figures you take, people uh, say, particularly youth ministers, last about three years. Yeah. Um, other minis- people in ministry last about seven years. Mm. Um, and when you take into account there's people around like me and others who've been in ministry for decades, mm. there's a lot of people who don't last very long. Yeah. Now for me, there's a huge tragedy here. Yeah. Because what we've got is we've got people who feel called by God. Mm. Uh, they train. They equip themselves. They they put themselves into their their ministry, believing they're going to do something. Worthwhile for the kingdom mm. and somewhere along the line that 's damaged, even crushed, mm. and that person is often injured yeah. uh, spiritually, emotionally, mm. all sorts of ways, but also families can be damaged, and let alone the damage to the kingdom because right you know you get someone who 's been in ministry for for many decades and they bring a wealth of knowledge and understanding and experience mm. that can then be. Used for the benefit of the kingdom to, to mentor younger leaders to yeah. you know to provide a perspective that comes through living through stuff mm. if you know what I mean and, yeah. and so there's there's a huge problem there mm. that shouldn't be yeah. because you know we, we have theoretically good news yeah um, and we theoretically have on our side a god who's who's you know the god of the universe mm. and meant to be walking through all this with us and in, empowering us mm. so the question is Why do the wheels fall off? Yeah, you know, and Mm. so that was what sort of drove me to start looking at some of this. Mm. And um, one of the things uh, we looked at was the role of managing your own stuff, particularly your own emotions. Yeah, Um, and I think you did the psychology of emotion course with me. Brilliant course. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but you know, it's about how we manage what goes on inside us, Mm. because life is never. Um, I want to use a, a lot of saying, beer and Skittles all the time. But, you know, it's, it's not all... Uh, I'm a, I'm a, my father was an English tradesman. You know, I pick up these things. Um, uh, you yeah, know, it's not always easy sailing. You do have no. your ups and downs in life. And if we can manage our own stuff, then mm. the ups and downs don't necessarily um, cause us to leave ministry or anything. Mm. But if we're not able to, one of the things a number of us noticed um, was that... If you're under stress, you can often make unwise choices, unwise decisions and responses. And often that's triggered by the way we manage our emotions. Mm. So hence my looking at emotional intelligence Mm. and its role in preventing burnout and so on. So, yeah, it's all this is about caring for yourself as a whole being. So I didn't, whilst I looked at emotions, for me, the big thing is, how do we be sustainable in ministry for the long haul? Absolutely, which is such an important thing.
0: And you just raise there as well that stress can quite often be a trigger mm. or be the thing, I guess, that <laughs> brings out all the black stuff or mm-hmm. uh, the difficulties. And for anyone that wants to work in church,
1: um, it's going to be stressful. <laughs> I, I have a saying, and I, I use it in, in class, um, that you know, working with people is messy. Mm. And... Um, even working with the best people in the best times, it can get messy because, yeah. yeah, we're different. Um, but in ministry, sometimes you see people at their worst mm. um, and you sometimes have to walk through some very sad times. Um, mm. uh, and recently I was discussing uh, incidences in one of my earlier churches where we had you know, the death of a baby and a few years right. old and, mm. um, you know, someone leaving the family and the church and, you know, and he was one of the pastors yeah. and the the... the crisis that caused for many people because he led them to faith and mm. you know, so stuff happens in christian life that yeah. that causes pressure on us yeah and you know what is stress well stress is stuff that pushes us mm. now a certain amount of stress can be okay yeah you know yeah. Uh, not enough stress you know like someone laying uh, sick in hospital if they lay in bed all the time and they never get up their muscles waste away and mm. and they actually become more unwell yeah. You need enough stress to keep yourself healthy, keep your body moving, mm. keep your mind active. Yeah. You know, there's a saying, use it or lose it. and yeah. All those sorts of things. However, you can go to a point at which it becomes unhealthy. Mm. Um, and that's where we have to watch the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of our life. Mm. So that, yeah, well, there'll be t- difficult times. And times where it it puts pressure on us and it stresses us Mm. emotionally, spiritually, physically. Yeah. But if we're watching out for ourselves, then Mm. we can manage that and come through whole and if it's often better. Yeah. Yeah. But it's when we don't manage it, we don't Mm. care for ourselves, that that Mm. can all build up and cause lots of problems. So there is, um, scientifically speaking,
0: Mm -hmm. what's called eustress, good stress, Mm -hmm. and then... If it's too much stress, if you go on to the other side, is distress. That's correct, yes. And um, obviously, there is a line <laughs> <Yes>. somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> between you stress
1: and distress. Yes. Um, how do you find that line? That's not an easy one because there is no actual line. Yeah. Um, and it's where that theoretical line is, is different for different people because we're made right. differently. Mm. And the whole thing about stress mm. is. We don't talk about something is stressful because um, what could be stressful for you may not be stressful for me. Right. So it's not an external thing. Well, it can be external because you can have physical stress. Right. uh, I don't know if you've worked out in the sun on a hot day. Mm. You don't drink enough. You end up in heat stress. You can end up in heat stroke and die from it because you put too much stress on your body. I was just riding home on my bike this week, and uh, I added an extra 10Ks to the ride. Right. and uh, (laughs) As you do. (laughs) Well, I've been slowly building up over time, trying to be wise. Yeah. But um, all of a sudden, the next day, I turn up with a really sore Achilles tendon. Mm. Because I've put that little bit too much stress Mm. on myself physiologically. So there's physical stress you can put on. There's also emotional, psychological, even spiritual stress. Mm. Now, how we're made, what shape we are, will impact on what's stressful for me and what's stressful for you. Mm. So, we often talk about people in terms of extroversion, introversion, you know, mm. being people focused, task focused, those sorts of yeah. ways of understanding ourselves. So, you can mm. imagine someone who's very people focused would find. Um, a great big gathering with lots of people and, you know, lots of noise and yeah. going on, really energising, mm. someone who's more of an introvert would find that really... Draining. Draining, yeah. yes. It takes energy to do that, and so they'd need mm. to spend time away to recover. So mm. part of the key to all this of finding the line mm. is getting to know yourself. Yeah. And that's not an easy journey. No. It means you've actually got to stop and think about, how am I doing? Mm and what's going on for me, and even what's coming up for me. So to take that example a little bit further, Mm. if if you're the sort of person who loves parties, loves people, all that sort of thing, and you've got this time coming up of intense work in the scriptures or in the office or whatever else where you're not with people, you're going to have to make sure you've got ways to cope with that because that's going to be stressful for you because you're not being fed that stuff that energises you. Mm. Someone who's more introverted... If they've got the times of, of real people stuff, then they need to build times in where they can recharge as well, and mm. so on. So mm. it's knowing for you what's going to cause stress yeah. and how you recover, right. and achieving balance. Mm. So you know things are more or less stressful, mm. but the key is not that there's a line you cross so much because okay. it's it's a spectrum you travel. You mm. know, it's you know you, you move towards being highly stressed or away from being highly stressed so it's yeah. that journeying up and down that line mm. um, the question is where are you traveling and how are you making sure you're coming back to a good place yeah, yeah. um so generally that means and some people don't like to hear this <laughs> generally that means finding time to actually be placid mm. um, emotionally spiritually physically mm. so for some people um they're, they're so physiologically stressed, it actually mm. bleeds over into their emotions, their spirituality and everything else, because yeah. we're a whole being. We can't separate Absolutely. these things out. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, they're so emotionally stressed, it causes them to be ill and so it affects their physical nature and all that. Yeah. So you need to make sure you take care of mm. all of these elements mm. of yourself. So when I'm talking to people about stress, I'll talk about their diet.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll talk about how are, they, how are they sleeping, are they getting enough mm. sleep and sleep. Often people don't in today's society. Yeah. A guy called Arch Hart from Fuller Seminary, and the book's getting old, but it's still a great book to read, called The Hidden Link Between Adrenaline and Stress. Mm. He highlights that we, we, we're designed to live at what he calls camel speed, you know, looking <laughs> okay. back at the time of the scriptures and how people yep. got around at that speed. Yeah. But we're living at jet speed. Mm. And so, you know, where do we actually sit back and just relax? Mm. You know, be placid, you know. Yeah. Um, for some people, like me, one of the, the most placid times I have is sitting looking at a fire, actually, mm-hmm. um, or the waves or waterfalls. So something's dynamic, but I can actually be resting. Mm. Um, I, actually, while well, I like test cricket, to be quite honest, some people find <laughs> it really boring, yeah. but it's, something's going there, on, yeah. but, but it's actually quite relaxing too. Whereas, mm. you know, some of the more active stuff mm. still causes your body to trigger adrenaline yeah. and actually... Whilst you may get a thrill out of it, mm. you're still stressing your body, and ultimately it all falls over. Mm. Similarly, spiritually, you know, one of the risks for for people in the charismatic Pentecostal spectrum is we tend to emphasise the active spirituality mm-hmm. um, and not the contemplative spirituality. Now, that's been changing over the last yeah. number of years, mm-hmm. but that reflective, contemplative spirituality actually is recharging and energising, and that's why it's. Nourished people 's spiritualities for thousands of years, literally yeah um, so we 've got to balance some of these and yeah. say where 's my tendency and where do I need to adjust Mm. for example yeah so yeah yeah this is the sort of thing that's great to talk to a Mm. mentor or a coach about Mm. so particularly someone who's different from you yeah and say well what do you see what do you think my risks are how do you Mm. think i'm going yeah and be willing to listen to me sorry what's on on the other side of me in that kind
0: of a way yeah yeah because i I think i've noticed a lot of people um they kind of just categorize the level of stress that they live under Mm. as That's just me, Mm. and that's
1: just life. Yes. And the trouble is, when we're young, um, we don't notice the effects sometimes, Mm. because sometimes these effects take time. Right. And, uh, you know, like, I had a motorbike accident in my 20s, and I'm now suffering the long-term consequences of that in my neck and back and other such things. Right. It's, it's sort of, I knew it was going to happen eventually, but it's, <laughs> it a I'm, while. I'm, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, but, you know, similarly with other parts of ourselves, um, there's a link between stress and disease for good reason. Mm. Because this adrenaline that we release in our body under stress mm. is meant to equip us to handle emergencies. Yeah. You know, it's part of the fight, flight, freeze response. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to live with that all the time, and that's the point Arch Heart makes. Mm. And you know, we need to enter that place of rest and peace. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and the contemplative spirituality stuff, um, placid emotions, all those sorts of things actually help us physiologically, spiritually, emotionally. Mm. It all works together yeah. and, and does benefit for us. Mm. Um, but we've got to actually carve out the time in today's society to do that
2: mm.
1: and deal with the 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 thought stuff that goes on around it. Yeah. Because so many of us are so driven. Mm. Uh, if we're not doing, we're not, mm. you know, and you finish that sentence however you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we, we often evaluate ourselves by what we do. Mm. Whereas I would actually say in ministry, who we are is the most important thing. Absolutely. And are we keeping ourselves whole and healthy? Because mm. if we're whole and healthy, then we can be our most effective in ministry. Yeah. But because it takes a long time for some of this stuff to show, coming back to where we were a minute ago, yeah. um, what we find is people will tend to keep pushing, pushing and pushing and then fall off a cliff yeah. that you sort of don't see coming until it falls in a heap. Yeah. Um, and then by then it's a bit late. <laughs> well, no, it's not too late, but it's a lot harder. Yeah. It's much, much easier to prevent mm. than to fix. Mm. Um, it's actually almost exactly the same things you've got to do to fix it that you do to prevent it, mm. you know, these achieving emotional, physiological yeah. and psychological stability. Mm. Um, but to fix it takes so often years longer than mm. it does to get there. Mm. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy now. Oh, there's one of the American pastors. He talks about his journey in this area. Mm. Um, He's with C, but oh, I remember his name probably <laughs> when I get home tonight. Anyway, yeah. um, he talks about how for him it showed him panic attacks. Yep, okay. And he didn't see it coming, mm. and it wasn't until he had these panic attacks mm. he realised actually how stressed he'd been. Yeah, because he was being successful, mm. and so he was having these positive emotions. Yeah, and it felt good at one level. Yeah but he wasn't aware of his own physiological, spiritual and other states Mm. to see the warning signs. Mm. So in a a way as
0: well, um, we're touching a little bit on- Wayne Kediro. Ah, fantastic. Okay, yeah. Um, We're talking about, I guess, the physiological aspect of stress. Mm. And so I think not many people understand this. So when a person is stressed, Physiologically, we have a response. Mm-hmm. There's an increase in adrenaline, yep. which uh, activates our fight, flight, freeze mm-hmm. response. And in that way, and this is something that I've, I've also be, been thinking about, doesn't that mean that um, more resources are going towards a more fight, flight, freeze response, and less go, goes into a, a you know deep processing using your brain?
1: Is, is that a dynamic that is happening when you are too stressed? That's part of it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of things we could talk about there because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> deep thinking mm-hmm. is something we don't often talk about right. and the ability to focus on something well. Mm. Again, the pace of life works against this mm. and we often mm. skip over things and so we actually don't think well and deeply about things and therefore make the wisest decisions we can. Mm. Also, and... I'm not sure exactly where you, which one of these you're referring to. There's yeah. the thing that stress causes emotions, mm-hmm. often negative emotions, usually. Yeah. Okay. But no matter what the emotions are, emotions make us stupid. It's one of my sayings. I don't know if you heard me ever say yep. that. Yep. We've heard many times <laughs> during <laughs> that unit. <laughs> um, because the way our brain functions, mm-hmm. the emotions actually overwhelm the thinking part of our brain. Yeah. So if we're highly stressed, we're highly emotional, mm-hmm. then we're actually not going to be as wise, mm. which is where emotional intelligence comes in because as i said when people were stressed we often saw themselves making very unwise choices yeah um making crises worse um we talked about shooting themselves in the foot you know Mm. doing stuff that actually didn't help in the long run instead of if they hadn't been able to be aware of their emotions and manage them, mm. then they could have actually made wiser choices. Yeah. And that choice could have been sometimes just wait till you're in a calmer place mm. before you say and do anything. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, one of the things I tell people is do not make any life changing decisions mm. when you're emotionally charged. Mm. Either way, positively or negatively, because yep. you're not going to be as clear thinking. And that's yep. just the way we're made. Yeah. You know? That's the way our brains work. Mm. Um, you know, don't. Decide you're going to quit that ministry um, when you're really uptight about something. Yeah. Find a place to and space to come down, even debrief with people, mm. and then actually consider what's going on. Yeah. You know, and you may actually see things from a different perspective. Mm. Spiritually too, mm. I, I would argue it's hard to hear God when we're highly charged and all yeah. the rest of it as well. So yeah. you know, hearing the voice of God sometimes in these situations doesn't happen as clearly because... Mm our own emotions and thoughts get in the way too definitely um i think we could learn a bit of a sidetrack but i think we could learn something from the quakers here mm. um i don't know if you've any any of your guys are familiar with the quakers but they're called the quakers because of their emphasis on the spirit mm. and the um, experience of shaking and whatnot in spiritual encounters yep. but their whole worship and method of spirituality is centered around silence in listening to, for the voice of the spirit mm. which i think is quite a A useful challenge. Um, Interesting. I hadn't planned this, but only last weekend I actually went and shared in a Quaker service. Yeah, right. um, For that. Um, And it's amazing how how quickly, once you're used to being able to let your thoughts go and to be quiet and hearing for the voice of God in a respectful Mm. way, and they do help you to get to this point. Um, it's amazing how quickly an hour goes in silence. Yeah. Seriously. Mm. Um, some. I, I know. I, when I first thought first thought about it, I think ten minutes and I kill myself. You know. <laughs> but, you know um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. There, there's some stuff we can learn from other traditions too mm. in this that, you know, that contemplative silence actually can enrich our ability to make wise choices and to hear the voice of God mm. and so on. Sorry, a yeah. little sidetrack there, Nate. No? no, but
0: I think that's really important because what I was thinking of is that. I hear quite often people saying oh I'm not um stressed enough to deal with that yet uh in the sense of like waiting for deadlines to come up I mean you're a lecturer you would probably have heard this from many students mm. oh the deadline's another 3 weeks I'm not going to touch that yet uh, I I do my best work under pressure but while there might be a feeling psychologically physiologically
1: speaking we might actually be getting that a bit wrong yes Um, Because what they're saying is, I'm not motivated nor disciplined, and I'm being really blunt here, Um, (laughs) I'm not motivated or disciplined enough to actually do this in a a more settled space. Right. Um, And and this is actually really important, and Mm. some people disagree with me, um, but I'm actually Mm -hmm. quite strict on deadlines and things like that at college because for me I'm training people for ministry Mm. and in ministry there are deadlines and there are stuff you have to do yeah and you know often particularly if you're in solo ministry things like that or you're the senior minister there's no one breathing down your neck to tell you you must no Um, I've experienced that it's very different (laughs) yeah exactly and I have seen people's ministry be very ineffective through no other reason than they can't manage their own motivation and yeah. their own um, activity. Mm. So that what they use is that time mm. um, deadline yeah. as a means to create a crisis to cause something to happen. Mm. Ultimately, in the long run, it's not a healthy way to behave. Yeah. You're much better off learning how to um, be intentional about your use of time. Yeah. And then, can I say, coming back to stress, building intentional margins. Mm. Because, um, again, in ministry, Mm. life happens... you know, people, a crisis happens for someone, a death happens, yeah. um, you know, all sorts of stuff happens unexpectedly that doesn't fit your nice, neat tied yeah. little but calendar in, plans. Even
0: positively, you know, if if yeah. I have to prepare a message for Sunday yeah. and another opportunity comes up but well, there's I have prepared,
1: yes. I'm not going to be able to say yes to Absolutely. other opportunities yes. and do them well. <laughs> and if you don't plan in those margins as well. Yeah. Um, you can't. You don't have any flexibility to adapt. That's to. right. And adaptability is actually a leadership mm. skill. Um, mm. You know. So, and part of being adaptable is allowing enough room for things to change. Yeah. You know, one of the, the I think the key leadership skills is being adaptable and, and being able to respond constructively to change. Yeah. Uh, rather than just reacting, being able to respond, mm. and the two are not the same. So Yeah. yeah well
0: let's go on the other side of stress mm-hmm. let's say a person is feeling the stress in life um, mm-hmm. and during the the course that we did uh, that you were lecturing in you you brought about this understanding on expectations and resources. Can you unpack
1: that stress model a little bit sure. for us? yeah the amount of stress we face is really determined by what we expect in a situation and what ha- the difference between what we expect and what happens mm. so our Expectation is actually really key mm. in how we experience life. If we always have these really high expectations that everything's gonna come out the way we want mm. and even if ninety percent happens, we're gonna be ten percent of the time discouraged. Yeah. Now, ninety percent of the time World doesn't operate the way you would like it to operate, so we're gonna get <laughs> discouraged. And yeah. the higher those, get, those expectations, the bigger the gap, the more discouragement, disappointment, mm. negative emotion you're gonna have. Yeah. There's a couple of ways to handle this, okay? Because that gap is the amount of mm. stress, okay? The bigger you're, the gap between what you have and what you, you want, the more stress you have. Yeah. You can try and manage your expectations, mm-hmm. and that's actually not a bad thing. Some people have kittens when I say to them, um, lower your expectations <laughs> but they don't always hear the second part have high hopes but low expectations and right. that's maybe another conversation for another time yep. but the two again are not the same but people mm. often confuse them mm. um you know so you can try and change what you expect so oh i'm not disappointed anymore that that um i didn't have my team turn up to the meeting i only expect half of them to turn up anymore you know mm. okay we well you change your expectations Maybe a useful, usable thing sometimes because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. our expectations are unrealistic or inappropriate. Yeah. Um, but if you needed the whole team there to yeah. communicate and build teamwork and that sort of thing, mm. then maybe changing your expectations isn't the right thing. Mm. Um, you can try and manage your emotions yeah. in that and say, um, and that, again, is not a necessarily always a bad thing because mm. sometimes we do need to manage our emotions. Um, yeah. I've been in situations where I've been really, really angry at someone, mm. and it would be wrong to respond out of the anger.
2: Yeah.
1: So I manage my emotional state, I process what's going on, mm. and then I plan how I will respond later. And yeah. that's all being wise. Yeah. The other thing you can do is change the circumstances mm. and say, okay, well, in this case, what happened didn't match my expectations, so what can I change that will change the outcomes? Yeah. Now, that's actually the most effective way to go. Mm. If you've got control over the circumstances, mm. sometimes in life we don't. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're answerable to someone else and they set the mm. the, the agenda and yeah. you, you can't change those so maybe you have to manage your, your emotions, expectations, whatever. Mm. Mm. But where you can change the... The, the outcomes, you know, change how you do things, change the environment, whatever, so your team maybe can't meet because it's the wrong night of the week, so you change yeah. the night of the week, mm. and that then reduces the stress and so on. So, yeah. you know, there's these two ways of approaching it, but it's really to do with, are your expectations in life mm. appropriate yeah. and realistic? yeah. And can you change things? And those two sort of working together Mm. help you manage the amount of stress you're under. Mm. One of the things that often stresses people in ministry is we develop these really unrealistic expectations about ourselves and other people. I was going to touch on that because, um, I mean, I'm guessing this podcast
0: has gone to quite a Pentecostal charismatic Mm -hmm. um, audience. And sometimes, as we have talked about it, uh, Pentecostals can be very... Let's go conquer the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very high hopes and expectations. Always a victorious mindset all the time. Mm. And that can create
1: very unrealistic expectations for us. Yes. Um, and it, it's like only one person can be the, the number one in, in tennis or, mm. or cricket or rugby or whatever. Okay. Yeah. You know, only one person can do often what a lot of people say they're called to do. Mm. Um and sometimes we say things because it plays into our idea of significance and importance and that sort of thing. Yeah. Let me challenge that and say, biblically, Jesus says, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. Mm. And what is most important is how we are faithful to the calling God has given us. Mm. And that calling is to be a disciple. As you read the whole gospel of Matthew really is about this mm. from beginning to end is be disciples yeah. and go in the world and not evangelize but make disciples which is a different thing mm. evangelism is part of it but it's not the end of it mm. so make people like Christ and we see in Christ that willingness to serve mm. we go to the gospel of Mark the son of man came not to be served but to serve and give his life a an ransom for me mm. so where we will find that sweet spot in life is if we actually stop trying to live according to the ideas of success of our culture, which is a lot yeah. of what the church imports, mm. unfortunately, yeah. and not try to live according to the success of someone else, because mm. there's, all of us have this tendency to look at other people and think, wow, mm. um, yeah. and sometimes we can see too well our own limitations and mm. not want to acknowledge them and work with them, yeah. and so, and we end up often, sadly, devaluing who we are. Mm. Whereas you're unique, I'm unique, yeah. and that's actually a really good thing. Mm. And I, I don't use the word love yourself because I think we use that word too much. Right. I think we need to get to the place where we actually like and value who we are mm. and how we're shaped mm. because that person can do something other people can't. Yeah. Now the most important measure is have I been faithful to God? Yeah. Not... Have I been the prophet to the nations? Mm. Have I got the biggest church on the planet or anything mm. else? Mm. Because it's about how we think about the kingdom of God. Absolutely. It's not, I'm going to be the king of the hill. Mm. It's going to be, have I contributed to the body of Christ, this mm. this big thing called the people of God, where together we actually achieve what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And this is part of Western individualism and success, I think, impacting on how we think about ministry. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, what will God say, well done, good and faithful servant to? Mm. I think he will say, well done, good and faithful servant, to those people who have tried to show the nature of Christ. Mm. And for some people, some of the people I admire most, do not have empires. Yeah some of the people I admire most are people who um, have given up everything to go and live um, amongst the poor and bring them to Christ. Yeah. You know, and this includes people with PhDs and things like that mm. who have committed to live in this poverty mm. because the rest of the church hasn't been reaching these people, you mm. know. Um, that requires guts mm. and commitment, you know. Um I also admire other parts of the church as well, but what I'm saying is sometimes we can be a bit unbalanced in what we yeah. see success as, yeah. and we set ourselves up to be like something we're not, mm. and we actually create stress Absolutely. and pressure on ourselves, which mm. doesn't help.
0: Yeah.
1: When we like, when we understand first, mm. like who we are, mm-hmm. and then work with that, um, we actually use the least amount of energy to do it. Mm. When we try and be something we're not, it takes lots of energy yeah. emotional, psychological, spiritual energy mm. and we will never be as effective. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and most of us have traveled this journey in life at times yeah. and we recognize actually what we are admiring in people often is that which lacks in us. Mm. And we, because we're doing that, we actually don't see the things that are really great in us. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Well, this uh, comes back
2: to
0: in, cover, in uh, uncovering who you are and liking mm, that. Mm. You need to be quiet. <laughs> you need to reflect. You need to think, not just go all the time. Yes, uh, but very I think you also need turn. other voices. Yeah, yeah,
1: huge. Yeah. Mm. Um, sorry to interrupt you, there, Nate. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I get excited about this because <laughs> it's really important. Absolutely. Because, um, the hardest person to see accurately is yourself.
2: Mm.
1: You know, we, we find it really hard to, to look at ourselves and see ourselves as we really are, for good and bad. It doesn't just work one way, it works both ways, mm. to see what our true strengths are, what our true limitations are. And um, so it's really important to have people who can speak honestly into our lives. Yeah. Um, they may be mentors or they may be peers or both. Mm. You know, I've been in ministry, as I said, for many years. I still have a group of, of peers I meet with regularly. Mm-hmm. And we each give a, the other permission to say anything that needs mm. saying, but we're also there to support each other through the trials of life. Yeah. And we've even covenanted with each other that we will not make any life-changing decisions without bringing it to the group wow. for their wisdom. Mm. Now, it's, it's about risking vulnerability, mm. and this group has evolved over years. Yeah, and it has now been going for more than ten years. This one group, mm-hmm. um, and it's only changed by one member in that time. Mm. After but it grew from one friendship, yeah, and built in there, yeah.
2: Um,
1: you know, but these people helped me see myself more accurately, mm. um, and helped me be wise, yeah, in in all sorts of ways. Everything from uh, being a father and a husband to being someone in ministry. Yeah. So. You know, I can't emphasise that enough as Mm. one of the best things you can do for yourself is actually find a way to be vulnerable with people you trust Mm. who can help you in this journey, because we're not meant to travel this journey alone. Absolutely. And frankly, that's one of the best predictors of longevity in ministry, Mm. is the number of people you have in those close, supportive relationships. Yeah. The bad news, most people in ministry have one or none. Mm. Um, and the even worse news is guys are worse at this than women. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, guys, but yeah, women tend to be more relational. Yeah, guys tend to be more um, task driven. Not just task driven, but see the need to stand alone. Yeah, you know we're not used to that vulnerability. Mm. And let me say, I understand this is threatening. Mm. It is sometimes scary to sit in front of these guys and say. <laughs> you know, and you hear the sighs. You start,
2: <laughs> yeah. um
1: guys. I've stuffed up here. Can I get some wisdom? Mm. You know, mm. but because I know these guys love me and care, mm. you know, that's so good. I I'm willing to hear what they have to say, even if I don't like what they have to say, because I yeah. know they're going to tell me out of that love and concern. Mm. Now so, let me add one. So I'm, I'm dominating here, Nate. No, sorry, but <laughs> let good. me add one other thing about this. Yeah. Is this isn't the sort of thing you can develop when you're in Mm. stress, when you're in crisis, when you're already pushed towards the the hard end of the scale.
0: Mm, Okay. This
1: is the sort of stuff you need to set up beforehand. Yeah. So it's a resource you develop for when you need it. You can't Mm. develop it when you need it. Yeah. So if if the guys here take nothing else away, guys, girls, people, um, take nothing away apart from the fact that I need to develop... Networks of supportive relationships that will be there to give wisdom and support when I need it. Yeah. Then we've done a really great thing, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent.
0: Well, we're uh, done with our time for this episode. In the next episode, we are going to start to touch on burnout. It mm-hmm. has become a word that is quite popular, mm-hmm. but I think as we uncover this, you're going to learn a lot more about this whole idea of burnout, but also self care, as we have really begun to have a conversation about. So stay tuned. Next episode will be out in two weeks' time. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Remember to help us to share, to spread our podcast to other people that might benefit from the content that we are creating. Also, make sure that you send through your questions, uh, your topics to nate at thelivechurch.com.au so that we can continue to make this podcast as relevant and helpful as possible. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you soon.